What's up, everyone? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with our UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 288 this weekend, Sterling versus Cejudo in the main event, Blah Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns in the co-main event, both five-rounders. It should be an awesome slate, 13 fights overall. I'm going to give you my favorite DraftKings cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup I like from a fantasy perspective as well. And before I do, make sure to subscribe to the channel, guys. So much great content coming out throughout the week. Like the video and comment below. Let me know who's going to win both five rounders. They're both lined very, very tightly. So if you actually have leans, uh, you can separate yourself from the field that way. Also want to note that we're offering a promo code UFC288 for 50% off uh, a monthly subscription on dailyfanmma.com. That's the best I can do, guys. It's a great opportunity to take advantage of it. 50% off UFC 288. You can find more information in my Twitter account, Brett Apley, double T, double P as well. Let's get into my cash gameplay of the week. That's going to be Mofsar Evloev at 9.4K. All right, I like Mosar Evloev in cash games at 9.4K, and it's very important to note that his opponent, who was supposed to be Bryce Mitchell, was just scratched a day or two ago, brought in newcomer Diego Lopez here, and Evloev is just a, a very, very heavy favorite. He is minus 900 to win. The inside distance odds are not even out yet. I see it's about a pick em to go over under two and a half rounds. Um, Evlove is undervalued at this price tag. I really like it from a cash game perspective for that reason. He's an absolutely elite wrestler and grappler. He averages 4.83 takedowns per 15 minutes. Also a very skilled striker, 4.36 strikes landed per minute, 2.79 absorbed. And he's fighting an opponent in Lopez who is like a BJJ guard sub player, um, Gives up takedowns pretty easily. He lost on the contender series actually to Joe Anderson Brito. Gave up three takedowns on four attempts and gave up nearly eight minutes of control time in that span. My issue with Evloev from a tournament perspective is that given this heavy betting line and he's kind of just an obvious favorite to win, he's probably going to be popular. He's probably going to be very popular at 9.4K and Considering there's early knockout or bust types nearby, Chaos Williams, Drew Dober, um, I do think it's probably smart to pivot to them because Evloev may not have to land nine takedowns in this matchup. He may only have to land, he may only have to attempt three takedowns to earn three takedowns to earn 12 minutes of control and just dominate the fight. So I'm a little bit worried about Evloev from a ceiling standpoint, whether or not he can reach 120 points plus like he has in recent matchups. I don't think he's going to need a high volume of takedowns. With that said, takedowns should just come so easily for him if he wants them. I trust in his submission defense. That control time is going to add up. He's still going to have some ability to land ground and pound. There's still going to be some finish ability as well against an opponent coming in on very short notice. It's just an excellent matchup for Evloev, who I think is one of the best fighters in this division. Perhaps he doesn't fight with urgency on the ground that can limit his ceiling, but from a floor perspective, he stands out with his style, with his money line, 9.4K. You can fit him in this week. He's a great cash game option. All right, for tournaments, let's take a little bit of a risk here. I'm going to go with Parker Porter at 8.6K. Porter is minus 165 to beat a newcomer, Braxton Smith, who just has won all of his fights by early knockout. Um, this is a heavyweight matchup, so that's the risk in the sense that these guys are not great, 
And if we get an extended fight, chances are that neither puts up a big score and ends up optimal. And, I mean, Porter's coming off, I think, a couple losses in a row. Uh, knockout loss in round one to Justin Taffa. Submission loss in round one to Jelton Almeida. There, there's really no guarantee of anything in this fight. But minus 675 for the fight to end inside the distance as a whole. And Smith has just been fighting really, really weak competition comes from like a football background and just kind of wings punches and he's not very big he is uh 5'11 porter's six foot few inches extra of reach porter at least has been fighting decent competition and he's gone the distance a few times he can throw volume averages nearly six and a half significant strikes landed per minute he also averages 1.43 takedowns per 15 minutes and smith i don't think has ever been out of the first round don't, don't quote me on that but because i don't have the record up in front of me but he does not fight in extended matchups. We have not seen his ground game tested. There's very, very limited tape out there on him. And it, the tape I see is, is yeah, he's got power, but I would not be trusting of him in an extended matchup or on the ground. And so these are places where Porter can hopefully take advantage. At 8.6K, yeah, there's a lot of risk here, but I think he has plenty of upside as well. Minus 115 to win inside the distance. That's a very good number for this price tag, especially if it comes on the ground, which I think is a very reasonable projection for Porter to attempt takedowns here and win inside the distance. Porter, in his last win, attempted eight takedowns, uh, landed two of them against Alan Baudot, and he's landed three. He's landed a takedown in each of his last three wins. Again, risks here. If you want to take some shots on Smith for his price tag in tournaments, I understand that too. Early knockout upside. But I really expect Porter to take over this fight if it gets past a couple minutes. I think he can maybe melt Smith on the ground as well. I like the combination of all these things. Hopefully the field is a little bit cautious. 8.6K, Porter's going to be my tournament play of the week. All right, my salary play of the week. It's another risk here. I'm shooting for upside in Crone Gracie at 7.5K against Charles Jordan. Jordan is minus 170 to win. Gracie plus 150, the underdog. And this is, in a lot of ways, a striker versus grappler matchup in the sense that Crone is an absolutely elite submission grappler. Comes from a BJJ background. His dad is Hickson Gracie. He's, I mean, a BJJ legend. He's very, very, very skilled. And his first UFC fight, he won inside the distance by submission pretty quickly against Alex Caceres. However, in his next fight, he took on Cub Swanson and just boxed his way to a decision which a decision loss, which is a little bit surprising considering his BJJ pedigree and he's just not that great as a boxer. And that was in 2019, I believe. I will double check this one for you. Um, yeah, that was October 2019. So we have not seen Crone in quite a while. And the risk, the issue here is that he might just want to box. Uh, I think that's possible, you know, coming off a long layoff. He knows he's a good grappler. He might just want to test himself like he did against Cub Swanson. And if he goes out there and boxes with Charles Jordan, he probably loses. Um, Jordan's a very high-volume striker, a good, dangerous kid who tends to build in fights, and I would have to favor Jordan in that fight. But Jordan has given up takedowns to each of his last six opponents. He defends takedowns at 48%. Um, he was submitted by Julian Arosa. It's like it doesn't... It's pretty obvious that if Crone wants to optimize his game plan, optimize his chances of winning, he should shoot for takedowns. And yeah, is he the best wrestler in the world? No, but I mean, he's fighting a guy who gives up takedowns to nearly everyone he faces. 
gives up control time, and Crone's going to have such a big advantage on the mat. And, and for the price, for 7.5K, I'm definitely willing to take chances here in tournaments. I've said this everywhere I've been able to. I have my Ron Swanson throwing the computer into the garbage tweet queued up should Crone go out there and box to a decision loss for 15 minutes. And, and if he does that, so be it. But I'm looking for upside here from a DraftKings perspective. Crone is plus 210 to win inside the distance at 7.5K. More of a grappling-dependent fighter, I would think. A good matchup here, good price tag. Hopefully people are scared off of him as well. I think he's a great salary option and definitely someone I will be on in tournaments this weekend. And finally, my matchup of the week, I'm going to go with the preliminary opener here, Joseph Holmes versus Claudio Ribeiro. It's another, I would say, pretty risky fight to, to target. Um, the positive is that the odds are minus one, excuse me, that is not correct. The odds are minus 375 to end inside the distance. Ribeiro's coming off a UFC debut in which he was knocked out by Al-Hassan, didn't look very good. Joseph Holmes coming off a fight in which he was submitted by Junyun Park. Didn't look particularly good. Neither of these fighters are very skillful. Ribeiro is kind of an early knockout or bust type. And Holmes is kind of a green all-arounder, I would say. But given the preliminary opener status, the, the state of this card, I, I just don't think they're going to be that highly owned compared to the odds for them to end in, to win inside the distance, which are, are pretty high. You know, nearly four to one. So, Ribeiro at 8.9K, a risk, but he's an early knockout type. Minus 125 to win inside the distance. It's a really strong metric. I think he's going to be under owned compared to that metric. And for 8.9K, yeah, I'm willing to take chances on him. I don't love his skill set. I may not even pick him to win this fight. And it's fine if you don't want to prioritize him. But look, his ceiling is he goes out there, throws hammers, wins by knockout in round one, and contends for the optimal lineup. I think he still makes for a good tournament option for that reason. Holmes, we favor more in an extended fight. He's also a BJJ brown belt, so he should be able to test Ribeiro on the ground. If he can survive a little bit, I think he may be just a more a more technical, longer-term striker over duration, a better grappler. He's plus 260 to win inside the distance. That's a really good mark for 7.3K. He's probably going to be under-owned as well. And that's mostly why I like this matchup, the ownership compared to the chances for these fighters to win inside the distance. If you like Gilbert Burns and you like Aljamain Sterling and, and you like Evelev and, and, and whoever, that's great. Those guys are all going to be very, very popular. So we need some way to differentiate ourselves from the field. This one, I think, has upside. There are, of course, risks, mostly the risks being neither of these guys are, are very specially talented. But hopefully the holes in either side's game lead to a big score to the winner. It's a fight I'm willing to invest in. Um, I like the underdog uh, maybe a little bit more than the field as well, but I think it's a really good matchup, especially from an ownership to upside aspect. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P. Again, use that promo code UFC288 on dailyfanmma.com for a 50% off monthly subscription. Any other questions, hit me up in the DMs. Let me know uh, who you guys think is going to win the five rounders this week. Again, subscribe to the channel. really helps us out. Thank you again for the support. Good luck this week, and take care, everyone. Stay safe. Talk to you all soon. Peace.